athlete, you have to have self-belief. And it's going to waver from time to time. But if you don't have self-belief, nobody else is going to believe in you. Hey everyone, Emily Abadi here. You are listening to episode 168 of Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I sit down with inspiring individuals to talk about big wins, tough moments, and everything in between. On the show, you can expect vulnerability, motivation, and candid discussions with everyone from top athletes and CEOs to aspiring entrepreneurs on what it really takes to follow your passions. My mission is simple, to inspire you to be your best self, move with intention, and have some fun along the way. Today, I am talking with Carly Lloyd. She is a member of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team, and I was lucky enough to have this conversation with her the day after she was announced as a part of the roster for Tokyo. This was such a cool moment for me because I have literally admired her as an athlete for so, so long now. I mean, fun fact, growing up, I played soccer. I know. I don't know if you knew that about me, but anyway, watching women's soccer, especially when it comes to the U.S. women's national team, it gives me all of the feels. I love it. I love it so much. For episode 168, Carly and I talk about everything from how she deals with unsolicited feedback and the haters to the way that she's managed her recovery from a tough knee injury a few years back. She also offers advice on the importance of self-belief and talks to me about the reinvigorated relationship that she has with her family and why that means so much to her. Plus, we get into her diet. We were actually connected by her sponsor at Gone Rogue Protein Snacks. And I can't forget that she offers some really stellar books and podcast recommendations. Before I get into it today, I do want to give some love to my friends at Beam for sponsoring today's episode. Beam creates the highest quality functional supplements for better balance, performance, recovery, and sleep. From athletes to entrepreneurs, busy parents to weekend warriors, Beam was founded on the spirit of pushing limits and pursuing passions say that five times fast. (laughs) Their motto is experience what better feels like, and that can be from better recovery and sleep to a better state of mind. Now that my marathon training is really ramping up, their The Fixer CBD Topical Salve is what I'm leaning into to fight soreness and fatigue from all of those miles. It's third-party tested, THC-free, and smells delicious, like organic eucalyptus oil and lavender. Of course, Beam has a code for the Hurdle listeners. Use code HURDLE at checkout to get 15% off your order today. Head on over to beamtlc.com. That's B-E-A-M-T-L-C.com. And use code HURDLE at checkout for 15% off. I'm really looking forward to the Hurdle Book Club tonight. Now, I don't say this often, but even if you didn't read the book, I promise that you can come join us, hang out, and have a good discussion with your fellow hurdlers. The link to sign up for our 8 p.m. Eastern hang is in the show notes. Make sure you're following along over on social. It's at Hurdle Podcast. I'm over at Emily Abadi. And with that, let's get to hurdling.
today, I'm chatting with Carly Lloyd. She is a soccer player, a two-time FIFA Women's World Cup champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist, two-time FIFA player of the year. Let me just like throw all the accolades at you. <laughs> you must be like lit right now. Are you so excited? I am. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's been a long time coming and obviously it's been a huge goal of mine to, to make this, uh, roster to head to Tokyo. So it's always just great to get the word that, that I'm going, uh, the call from Flacco to, to say, congratulations, you're on the roster. Never gets old. I'm just incredibly grateful, honored, and just want to do everything I possibly can to help this team win a gold medal. I mean, you've done it before. I have faith that you're going to do it again. I feel as though, I mean, a lot of athletes thrive under pressure, but you specifically like just crush under pressure. Were you, I mean, I'm sure you were a little anxious about this decision, but did you have confidence in this decision? I did, but I didn't want to be overly confident about it. And I think that 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 is sort of a good thing because I didn't, I didn't want to become complacent. I didn't want to just think that I was a shoe in, uh, just because of things that I've done in the past. Of course, you know, Vlaco explained to me, obviously my experience and being in, in big game tournaments and scoring in big moments. And, and of course, um, that doesn't just, you know, leave, leave my side, but I, I just never wanted to become complacent and, and think that, this was a shoe in. I had to perform. I had to work hard. I had to uh, prove that, you know, I can continue to play at this level and continue to make a difference. So it, it was, it was definitely um, very, you know, a, a, just a very, very good feeling to finally hear the call. And now I feel like I can kind of take a deep breath and <laughs> go and enjoy, enjoy myself and, um, and, and keep performing. Before I ask you a little bit more about your your backstory for those that might be unfamiliar with it, uh, how does your training change now that this is official? It doesn't change. I have been full throttle since my knee injury in October of 2020. Uh, I was slowly building myself back. I have figured out a great routine where I've been able to maximize all the extra stuff that I do uh, to continue to make my, myself feel good. I think in the last several years, you know, post 2015, I was still training hard. I was still working hard. Uh, but I've added in all of those things that have made me feel good. You know, I've kept up my, with my routine and even though I play a game once a week or twice a week, um, because I'm doing so much, because I'm doing so much more than what the game entails, I'm actually recovering better now than I ever have. And so, yeah, it's just been, you know, a change in or an addition in that department. Um, I've been, you know, working with a new, uh, you know, individual coach, trainer, uh, Sky Danny in New Jersey played professional soccer in Australia. So he's really helped me a lot. And then my strength guy, Chris, who, um, I wouldn't be this fast and explosive without him. So I, I've kind of coupled all that in with just so many good things and I've never felt better. You've got your support squad. I love like the first name basis reference only coming from you. And I also, I mean, you're referencing kind of like a 
a special toolbox that you have when you're talking about all the other stuff that you're doing? What's in that toolbox? It's a once a week. It's a, it's a long run anywhere from 40 to 60 minutes. Um, if I have time like this past week, I didn't, I didn't go in with Gotham FC to, to give myself kind of a mental and, and physical, um, break, uh, a break to do more training. So I didn't have to, uh, taper with games. Um, I go out onto the track. I do 800s. I do 400s, um, strength stuff three times this week, but usually one, one to two times a week. And then it's, uh, like sprint circuits, you know, just short little, uh, sprint circuits to, to help me get ready, uh, prior to a game. So I've been working with that routine. Obviously I was doing it a lot in the off season, but then when I entered the season with Gotham FC and the NWSL starting in April, I believe I had to figure out, you know, okay, how can I do what I need to do to feel good, be with my team, play games, train with them, but then, you know, not have the extra stuff make, make me reach a burnout phase. So I, I toyed a lot with that in the last seven weeks and, uh, found what works best. I take one day off a week and, you know, I just kind of start my week out with that, do extra training, extra skill work if I need. Um, but it's, it's just more than what a game entails. So when the game comes, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling tired during a game. And I think like what you're talking about here is oftentimes the thing that, a lot of people don't focus on, which is the importance of recovery. Like you found that this one rest day is integral for you. I'm sure you have other recovery tactics in your routine that help you be the best player that you can be. Whereas a lot of people think it's like just train, 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 train. And it's so much bigger than that. That time off can be the unlock, which it sounds like you found for yourself. Definitely. Um, having a 10 month hiatus, you know, knee injury, uh, not that I want to be injured. I think it was it was good. You know, the pause of life gave me a mental physical recharge last year for 10 months. And it's, it's been really good. I mean, off days are are definitely important. Off days are just as important as training days. Um, but it's living a consistent lifestyle every single day. And, and I've done that for the 17 year career that I've had. It's daily ice baths, it's routine massages, it's, uh, eating well, sleeping well, uh, hydrating, you know, nutrition, making sure I'm eating all the right things and then my training and my routine. So, you know, it, it's, it's not a, a switch that you just turn off yeah. and turn on when you, when you want. It's, uh, something that I've, I've lived and breathed my whole entire career and maybe a surprise to others that I'm still playing into, you know, my late thirties, but it's no surprise to me because I've, I've lived this lifestyle to be able to play for this long. I mean, we've got a double click on the term. It may have surprised others. I know I follow you on Twitter. I see what other people are saying on Twitter, which can be a blessing and a curse. But what I love about you is your tenacity and your like resilient belief in yourself. Even going back to talking about your knee injury, I mean, you have to have a certain level of self-belief to experience something like that where you are in your career and know so wholeheartedly that you can come back. So talk to me about, you know, where your mental dialogue was at that time and how you managed to navigate what probably was at times a lot of negative self-talk. 
it's not easy. I can't say that I've been perfect throughout my career because I haven't. And and that's what I've told other people is, you know, 300 and some caps, 17 years later, a lot of success that I've had, it, it, it never gets easier. If anything, it gets harder because the more you keep going, the more you succeed, the more and more people talk about you and the more and more people want to try to drag you down and the more noise you hear. And, you know, if you're not doing great things, there's nobody talking about you. So, uh, I, I welcome the, the noise, the haters, the doubters and all of that, because it's played a role in my career. And, uh, it's, it's motivated me extra hard to want to prove everybody wrong, but it's extremely difficult. And you have to, being a professional athlete, you have to have self-belief and it's going to waver from time to time. But if you don't have self-belief, nobody else is going to believe in you. You know, coaches believe in you to a point, but you know, they're, they're wanting to pick the players that are performing well in that moment. You know, they can only do so much and your support system obviously play, play a role as well, but they can only do so much at the end of the day. It's, it's you, the one going out into the arena, into the battlefield, fighting and performing and, and having to be tasked with getting through anything. Yeah. I've, I've had to believe in myself because no one else has. And that's, uh, that's the way that, that you've got to train your mind and it takes work every single day. I mean, I'm, you know, doing stuff on the field and and working in that department, but I'm also reading books, self-help books, um, just good reminders and, and filling my brain and my mind with positive things because our thoughts and our brain can be our, our own worst enemy and it can, have you spiral down uh, a really rough road. So it's important to just be positive and, and uh, just try to try to be better every day. That travels from, you know, everywhere from the field for you to just like everyday life for everyone else. It can be anything from like a person that you're interested in being like, eh, I'm not into this anymore. Or like your boss having a bad day and like you making you feel like you're like the person that's messing everything up. And you have these moments where you're like, am I good enough? Am I X, Y, Z? And that term self-belief, that term self-worth, like you self, like you get to decide that. So, I mean, you mentioned leaning into books and and talking to the right people and surrounding yourself with the right people. Uh, anything specific, uh, from a book's perspective that we should be checking out? I, well, I read think like a monk. Uh, I'm not going to become a monk by any means, but you know, a good portion of that book were, were just really good reminders of, um, you know, just your thoughts and, and what to do on a daily basis. I just read the power of now just being mm-hmm. in the moment and, you know, not, not worrying about the future not trying to predict the future. So, it, you know, I love, I love books like that. I listen to a lot of podcasts as well. Um, Aubrey Marcus podcast to, you know, just to, to try to keep, keep helping. Um, and also, my prep, my preparation breeds confidence, uh, but it also helps breed self-belief as well. You know, if you're prepared for something, you're going to be confident. You're going to believe in yourself. So everything goes hand in hand, our thoughts, our prep, um, just everything. And, and it's not an easy thing to deal with, um, especially with social media. Um, I feel like, things go a bit more negative in today's world. You know, we're, we're not really 
trying to uplift people. It's how can we quickly tear them down? Um, so it's, it's different and it's hard to navigate, but it's part of the journey and it's part of what makes the journey that much more special in the end. For those that are unfamiliar with your journey, I mean, talking to you now, you are a confident player. You are a confident woman. Have you always felt uh, this strong sense of self-belief in yourself when it came to sport from an early from an early age? I have, yes. But I think that becoming more fit and getting through challenging situations, trying to turn a negative situation into a positive and persevering through that. I think that it's helped me become more and more confident. And, you know, I think that, that I was kind of misunderstood and maybe still be, maybe misunderstood, but, uh, I just, I say it how it is. You know, I, I've been on this mission to want to become the best soccer player that I can be. And that, that has been my goal. Uh, that, isn't me, you know, trying to be cocky and and say that, you know, I'm better than this person or that person. Like I've just been on a mission to just try to be the best that I possibly can and help this team win championships. And, And that has been my mission. And so I have lived an authentic life that is gonna enable me to get to that goal. And I've experimented, I've tried different things and I have figured out what works for me. And I'm a routine person and I know what I need to do, how I need to, to act, where my focus needs to be. And I've just tried to grind out every single, every single day and, and focus on the things that I need to do to, to be at my best. Was there a specific moment on the come up when you realized that soccer wasn't just going to be something that was a passion for you, but it was going to be part of like your life's purpose? I think at an early age, I was always obsessed. I brought a ball with me everywhere I went. Uh, My parents at the age of 14, I think, started to realize that I was, you know, really special. Um, Others, when I was in high school, um, you know, being man marked and even you know, following me off the field when I'm about to get subs, you know, not realizing that I'm getting subbed. I've got these two players following me. I think, I think a lot of people realize that I just was, was different. And I sort of had that it factor. You know, I was hungry. I was just on a mission and, uh, I had that chip on my shoulder and I just had to learn how to become a professional, how to turn my weaknesses into my strengths and, get myself fit, get myself mentally tough. And I set out on a mission to to do those things. Taking a break from today's episode to give some love to my sponsors. First up, Daily Harvest. I honestly could not be more of a Daily Harvest fan these days. I have been loading my freezer up with it bi-weekly, and that's because all their picks are built on whole organic fruits and vegetables, which makes them the perfect, perfect, perfect thing for when you want to eat well, but you are totally pinched for time. Just yesterday, I had their spinach and artichoke flatbread. I topped it with a perfect amount of Parmesan and some fresh basil. And then last night after dinner, I indulged in their chocolate and midnight fudge scoops. Trust me, if you haven't had their scoops yet, you are missing out. This flavor is super fudgy, creamy. It's like the perfect dreamy treat to cap 
off the day. Stay cool, calm, and collected during the summer heat. Head on over to dailyharvest.com and get yourself some goodies. Enter code HURDLE25 at checkout to get $25 off your first box. Again, head on over to dailyharvest.com. Enter code HURDLE25 to get $25 off your first box today. Also want to give some love to my friends at Tracksmith. Tracksmith is a Boston-based performance running brand that continues to produce the best-in-class running gear that makes you look good and feel your best. Because of their dedication to community, Tracksmith has offered to donate 5% of every purchase using the code HURDLE to Girls on the Run to help drive change. Girls on the Run is a nonprofit organization well-known in the running community, and they've got a mission to inspire girls to be joyful, healthy, and confident using a fun, experience-based curriculum which creatively integrates running. I feel so, so fortunate to have the opportunity to give back to this organization with the help of Tracksmith and all of you in the Hurdle community. Head on over to Tracksmith.com and use the code HURDLE at checkout to receive free shipping and support girls on the run. I don't go a week without wearing my Twilight Crop Tank and Speed Crew socks, two picks that I know you will absolutely love. Again, that is Tracksmith.com. Use the code HURDLE at checkout to do some good and snag yourself free shipping. What would you say now, you mentioned the word weaknesses, what would you say now are your biggest weaknesses? I don't, I don't know because I, I don't think that I have any at the moment. I think that I've honed, I've honed them. I've, I've turned my horrible weaknesses into, into the strengths of mine. And that's the reason why I'm still there. But I wouldn't say I have weaknesses. I just have areas within my game that, that I've been able to just you know, go to training, you know, I'm I'm going to training this afternoon and I'm working on something specific. I'm working on details, uh, you know, things that are going to help me in the game. I may get one chance and one opportunity uh, of a specific ball coming into me. And I want to make sure that I'm prepared for that moment. So I wouldn't say that I have any weaknesses. I just have always have, I think in general in life, we all have areas where we, you know, can just be a bit better in, in, in all aspects. I think like what you're reflecting on here is a mindset shift, right? Like you look at these areas that may need improvement instead of calling them weaknesses, we'll call them that. And you look at them as opportunities to become a better player. Whereas someone else may identify a weakness, whether it be in sport or in their personal professional life and like sit and kind of fester in that. But again, this opportunity to go after and improve, so to speak, is like, just that it's an opportunity. Yeah. You nailed it. Uh, opportunity for me is, is one of probably the most used words I, I, I have in my vocabulary because everything is an opportunity. You know, you step out into the field for 10 minutes, it's an opportunity. You start a game, it's an opportunity. You go to training, uh, get to work on things. It's an opportunity. So absolutely. For you now, aside from we talked about the importance of recovery and strength training, uh, another aspect to this whole shtick would obviously be your diet. So talk to us. You said consistency is key. Uh, what does that look like for you? It's huge. In 2009, I really started to hone in on my diet. It was something that I you know, just made made a change. And I had 
to make changes. You know, I think it was the right time. I was, I was willing and, and ready for it. And so I sort of turned into the organic lifestyle and cutting out a lot of, you know, carbs and breads and sugars and, and all that. So my journey has all been about, you know, continuing to make adjustments. And I do that off the field as well. You know, aligning myself with, with brands that speak to me as a person and as a player and, uh, my partnership with Gone Rogue has just been super authentic and, you know, very easy to to be a part of because obviously, you know, they're a unique brand and protein fo- focused snacks, never snack down is, you know, is, is the motto. And, and for me, it's never back down to a challenge. You know, I never back down from anything. I'm determined. I'm resilient. It's a healthy option for me, helps fuel me. And so after my knee surgery, it was great because I was very diligent with making sure that I was having a high protein diet and including all that. I've got to live a healthy lifestyle and the consistency is is huge. And I have to continue to fuel my body with all the right things to stay at the top. Would you say that the knee injury was probably the most difficult part in your career so far? I think it was. Uh, I do because I had never dealt with something like that. I had never went under the knife, never had surgery. And, you know, you, I didn't have any pain before when I injured my knee for about nine weeks, you know, I just had swelling. So then I go under the knife, I get surgery and then I'm in pain afterwards. And you're dealing through, you know, moving your knee and, and sort of, getting that back to, to where it needs to be. And so it was a, it was a very tough, slow process, but I think all things happen for a reason. I also had a lot of changes in my life as well. I cut ties with my trainer shortly after my knee surgery and then rekindled things with my family. And so it was, it was like my whole world had just completely changed and it was, it was great. You know, everything's great with my family and super grateful that they could be part of this as well. And uh, a lot of good things have have come from all of this. What a beautiful perspective on that. And for you on the personal relationships front, I can't imagine uh, being able to perform at the level you do, having something like that really weighing on you. I would imagine that it would be something that could get in the way of maybe taking that next step in your performance? I think I like to think that things happen for a reason. People come in and out of your life for a reason. You know, my parents and I, we, we spoke about this candidly, you know, if they were in my life, what I have accomplished, all that I have accomplished, we don't know. And, you know, I, I feel that as the years went on, the 12 years that, that we really didn't talk, I was sort of numb. You know, I was, I had tunnel vision and I was getting better as a player, but I was, I was really just numb to the situation. And now I, I feel like I've, I've come out of that numb phase from 2020 and just feel so much happier. And that's, what's exciting about going to Tokyo is that for the first time in my career, I mean, I felt great going into other tournaments, don't get me wrong, but this is really different. You know, I've never felt happier going into a tournament and I've never felt as good as I feel. Uh, from a physical and, and mental standpoint. So maybe it was everything coming full circle and it was the way that things were supposed to align and, and happen. But um, I'm savoring it. I'm cherishing it. And 
I'm still hungry to help the team win gold. I love hearing this, uh, you talking about this now and having read the statements that you put out uh, after everything that came out yesterday. It, it brings a renewed appreciation for you being like, I am so amped to be with my family. And candidly, like seeing you just talk about that, this may be like the most you smiled in us speaking <laughs> together so far. So it it's special. And it's special because having kind of been on both sides of the coin, having a strong relationship or a stronger relationship now versus not having much of a stellar relationship before, like, you know, both sides and some people don't get to experience both sides, right? So to be someone that has that like deep understanding and appreciation and can empathize with someone who may be dealing with either is really special. Yeah, I agree. I, I like that. I think that's so true. And uh, it, it's great. When someone comes to your Instagram page, they see a fierce competitor with a hell of a lot of followers. When you look in the mirror, what is it that you see staring back at you? You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty private point uh, person to a point. But I, I just like to give off positive energy. I, I like to inspire and, and help others. And I just have always wanted to live an authentic life and never waver from that. And so the person that I am sitting in front of this computer screen talking to you is the same person on my social media channels. You know, nothing, nothing is filtered per se. Nothing is is fake. It's, uh, it's what I believe in. It's what I feel. And it it just is something that I've always wanted to be is just being the best version of yourself and being okay and being comfortable with who you are and not trying to be somebody you're not. For sure. We've referenced a couple of times now, you know, how long of a beautiful career you've had, the longevity you've had, and uh, mentioning that you're 39. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you then, what do you dream of doing in the next chapter? Obviously, that chapter is coming and and approaching at some point. Does that get easier to say? (laughs) I mean, I I think when you have no regrets and, and when you have... Uh, you know, the, the mindset that I've had, I mean, I've, I've given it all that I have. And I don't know, you know, if this is my last in, in Tokyo, I, I don't know, it's something that I need to reflect on. But obviously, I have sort of somewhat reflected on. Uh, but, you know, I think the important thing is, is just being able to spend time with my husband. We we definitely need a vacation together, um, like a two week vacation leave the phones at home or something and, and just spend quality time and catch up because life's been so busy. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for, for all of his support, but spending time with my family, friends, doing things that I haven't been able to do, ski, go snowmobiling, four wheeling, um, whatever it is. Uh, and you know, the biggest thing is obviously my husband and I want to start a family. So I think that that would have to happen uh, sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see when that time comes. Another hurdle to jump for you. And then for you, having talked about dealing with so much adversity and, and really emphasizing the importance of having a good mentally strong game as well as a physically strong game, for someone that really struggles finding that sense of self-belief, what do you tell them? It it happens to the best of us. I mean, you know, 
people may look at me and say, you know, you've accomplished all, all, all that you have and, you know, your life looks perfect and it's not, you know, we, we struggle with the same thing that every other person in this world struggle with, you know, anxiety, um, depression here and there, you, uh, you know, and, and self-doubt and all of these different things. I just think there's varying degrees of it within uh, every single person. And so it, it's okay. You know, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay that every day you don't feel perfect um, or every day, you know, you perhaps may be struggling with something different. Um, but I think it's it's important to surround yourself with with people who can help you. And it's okay to have people help you, you know, whether you need to speak to somebody, whether you read books or listen to podcasts or, um, you know, have your significant other help you, your parents help you, your friends help you. I think that's the most important thing is that whatever you're struggling with, you know, you have to speak about it and, and you have to unravel it and, and figure out how you can make it better or, uh, just learn maybe how to live with it or deal with it. So I think that, you know, us us as athletes and actors and actresses and politicians, I mean, everybody struggle with this. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, because we're on the world stage that we don't, we do. And and I have, and there's been days where I've had doubt. There's been days where my confidence is, has dipped. There's been days where I've felt super anxious and uh, upset, but you have to understand that that doesn't, last forever in particular situations. And, you know, you just have to do your best to get through it. Right now you have an opportunity to offer the Carly right after knee surgery, going through that hurdle moment, one piece of advice, looking back on it, what do you tell her? Enjoy the journey. Try to savor every moment. Live in the present moment is what I have learned and never, never wish or hope something comes in the future because we're living this life that we get and we don't get to redo it. So why not just enjoy it one day at a time and let the future be the future. Grateful for your time. Grateful for your words. Carly, how do the hurdlers keep up with you? How do they follow along with you? Give me the details. Uh, well, social media, obviously I've got my website. Yeah, just keep on supporting women's soccer, our NWSL, and hopefully we bring home that gold medal from Tokyo. Can't wait to watch it. I'm over at Emily Abadi and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. 